It is time for episode 86 of Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie, I'm your podcast host. You should know that by now. You should also know all about Wall of Sound. You can find out what we do at wallofsoundau.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well. Join the community right now. Just search for Wall of Sound AU. Today on the show, I'm going to sit down and have a chat with uh, Hell Yeah frontman Chad Gray. They've got their brand new album, Welcome Home, coming out on Friday. And it's an emotional one. This is the last recordings we have of drummer Vinnie Paul, who sadly passed away last year during the process of recording this album. Now, the band have all got together, rallied behind it, and uh, have decided to put this out because it's one of those situations. You, you can't exactly sit on this and, you know, leave these songs not to be heard by fans who, you know, would obviously have followed his career since the Pantera days. They want to know what these songs sound like. They want to know what the meetings behind them are. And Chad's going to talk all about that. I have to say it's one of the most emotionally driven interviews I've ever done in my entire career working in the music industry. So you're going to hear everything from this guy about where he was when he got that phone call, the recording process, what made them push through and continue on with the band and the legacy that they are leaving behind for Vinnie Paul and what they're creating for the future. There's so much to talk about and I've got him coming up soon to talk all about that so don't go anywhere there's also some big news surrounding ginger in australia i'll get to very soon plus brand new music for ramstein's till lindemann and his side project lindemann I'm shithouse at pronunciation, so if you want to hear me fuck it up, make sure you stick around for that still to come. But right now, I wanted to get on these guys here. Now, uh, there's rumours circulating about them coming to Australia, and because of the fact that we haven't heard anything so far, I'm going to go out and say that I reckon they are part of Download Festival 2020, which is happening, people. There's a lot of people flooding our inboxes at Wall of Sound HQ wondering if it's happening. It is. That's all we know so far. That's the only information we have given to us. It is coming, so just be a little bit more patient. There's been so much happening in the music world, it's actually hard to keep up with everything. So, wait for everything to die down. We'll get an announcement about Download 2020, and once we hear about it, you will know within minutes. But right now, these guys, I reckon, could be on that lineup. This is Disturbed, the light on Wall of Sound, up against the wall. Tragedy, 
This is Tommy Bex from Bad Wolves, and you're listening to Wall of Sound. For a moment I can't wait It's a fight I guess I'll never know For a moment I can't wait I'm holding on a hold I know you're strong, I can see it The struggle's getting old For a moment I can't wait Cause you said you're sober Lying and I can't get closer Tell me should I let you go Tell me should I let you go Cause you said you're sober Lying and I can't get closer Tell me should I let you go Tell me should I let you go Every moment I'm awake It's a fight that you could never know Every moment I'm awake I'm clinging on to hope And I feel so low But I'm feeling The struggle's getting old Every moment I'm awake But I'm getting sober Trying but I can't get closer Baby, did you let me go? latest one for Bad Wolves. It's called Sober on Wall of Sound up against the wall from their forthcoming album Nation. Now, the first couple of songs we heard had that unique kind of Bad Wolves sound to them, that metal, that rock. This one here went along the lines of that dad rock, that radio rock sound that they got famous for when they released their cover Zombie and commercial radio here in Australia and across the world jumped all over it, which goes to show they are still catering to the OG Bad Wolves fans, you know, the ones that appreciate 
appreciate the heavy music, but they're also doing something for the fans they've picked up along the way with mainstream radio, which is fantastic to see. You can't criticize a band for releasing songs they want to release and also to appeal to that audience that they've picked up. I mean, people tend to forget this is a band that toured Australia earlier on this year with Nickelback, uh, a, a band who are predominantly played across commercial radio on a daily basis and have international success all around the world. So why would you not want to tie into that market as well? I think it's not exactly brave. I think it's a great strategy move for the band and I can't wait to see what else they've got on that forthcoming album Nation, which finally sees the light of day on October 25 this year. Now, talking about bands that head in like a mainstream rock direction, Korn's new album is out. It's fantastic, a great return to form for the band. If you haven't listened to it yet, you need to go and track that down. But this song here, I think, appeals to uh, the Korn fans who got old and don't like the heavy sound of them anymore, if that makes sense. There's a few people out there that I know of, so this song appeals to them, and they're probably trying to crack a commercial mainstream market, mainstream rock radio station market with this song here. It fits perfectly with this playlist on this podcast I'm getting it on for you this is brand new corn it's called Can You Hear Me on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall Tom from Barebones, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. No! 
I personally cannot wait for this album to get released. That right there is a brand new song for Sydney's Bare Bones. It's called Rust. And Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, coming from their forthcoming album Rival Minds, which will be in your ear holes on November 1 through the legends at Resist Records. Now, you might remember if you've been listening to the podcast series for a while, I absolutely loved their first album when I finally listened to it. It sat in my inbox for about six weeks and completely blew my mind with what a band could do for a debut album. I can safely say as well, too, the new album is fantastic. I'll get my review up on Wall of Sound very soon. But if you like the first one, I guarantee you're going to love this second one, especially if you love guitar solos and sexy riffs. Now, another band I'm absolutely losing my shit over right now is Shapes from the UK. Now, this features Griffin Dickinson, who you might know filled in for Lawrence Taylor from While She Sleeps on the Architects tour earlier on this year. That was our first glimpse of what this man has to offer in another band, and I can safely say his other band, Shapes, are great. They put out their new song, One Man Army, earlier on this week, and I have to say, the minute I heard it, I absolutely loved it. So, I'm getting it on for you right now so you can get behind the band too. This is brand new Shapes, One Man Army, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Hey man, this is Rex Brown. This is Wallace Down. Up against the wall.
as if I couldn't play that one. A throwback from Pantera on Wall of Sound up against the wall, which featured Vinnie Paul on drums, who sadly passed away before the making of this album here. Here to chat all about it is this guy. And hey, what's up? This is Chadis from Hell Yeah, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Why is this feeling of love like a welcome Yeah, is a great band to say out loud. They are back with album number six, which comes out September 27. And here to chat all about it is frontman Chad Gray. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Any bloody time. I wanted to talk to you about this album because it is fantastic, I have to say, first and foremost, with what you guys are doing. Obviously, it's a bit bittersweet with the passing of Vinnie Paul last year, but this is the last bit of work that he worked on with the band Hell Yeah. So thank you for going forth and releasing it for the fans. Oh, absolutely. When we lost Vinny, I sat on my bed, you know, at the house, and I talked out loud to him and cried and, you know, t- told him I was sorry. And, and uh, but, I t- but I said, Vinny, I know this is your last work. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it. This is all too fresh and new. I don't even, this was the very next day. And uh, there's nothing I was doing. My head was a fucking mess. I was an emotional train wreck. But, you know, we went to the services and, you know, about five days after he passed, and then, um, you know, I got on a plane and I flew home to Arizona for about four days. And I'm like, I'm going back to work. Fuck it. And I went, I went, you know, the whole band flew, all my whole band flew to their homes, which was, um, was in Baltimore, Kyle, and Breaking Up Bridge was the biggest, the bridge does a lot of uh, other shit. So I was just me and Kevin in the studio, and then uh, I went back in and just, you know, just. You know, but Kevin was devastated as well. Kevin took out. Um, you know, we'd done three records. You know, he had done three records with Benny. So uh, we were all great friends and brothers, you know. And, uh, you know, so he was, he was devastated too. So, I mean, it was, it was obviously going to be slow for me to get back in the saddle, you know, and start moving forward. It took a second to get rolling. And then, you know, we got rolling. And, um, you know, I, you know, I looked at Kevin one day, you know, after we, you know, finally got back into it again. And I said, you know, because this is his final music, he's so extremely heavy. But for whatever reason, I feel like it should be heavier, which makes me feel like the thing is taking some of this load off of it and carrying it a little bit. And um, he's like, I'm sure he is, you know. And, you know, he was just really happy that I was in there and willing to do it, you know, because... You know, he thought it was really important, obviously, to finish Vinny's work. And clearly, I thought it was very important to finish Vinny's, you know, final work. And, um, you know, I lost Vinny in, in body and in touch, or whatever, so to speak. But I've, what I've lost from him in that way, I feel like I've been in spirit and love and, and admiration for him. I mean, I feel like he'd be very proud of us right now. I feel like he is proud of us, you know, for what we've done. And to... Not only that, but just, you know, to do the, you know, we did the Celebration of Life show here in um, Vegas and, uh, you know, whatever. We hadn't played that for, we hadn't played, you know, a show in 18 months, you know, almost two years. And uh, we got Roy Mayorga, who was un-fucking-believable. I mean, he was playing drums, literally, like he just did. I I called him personally and I said, Roy, I just don't feel like there's anybody else who could do this. You know, and I feel like you need to be the guy to do it. Because, you know, for anybody that doesn't know Roy, 
Molly is like one of the most gracious, humble, sweet human beings on the planet. And that's how Benny was. And Roy is absolutely an amazing drummer. And that's what Benny was. And Benny loved Roy. And and Don Roy was a great drummer. And Roy loved Benny and thought Benny was a great drummer. So there's a mutual admiration and respect between the two of those guys. That was really our only prerequisite. Nobody was going to sit in that fucking chair yeah. without, you know, there being a mutual love and respect for one another. And it just really fit so perfect because of his personality as well. He's very much similar to me. Different, he's a different dude than Benny. I mean, there's only one big Paul, right? But uh, we didn't ask him to replace him. You can't replace the irreplaceable, you know? And uh, we just asked him to fill in. And he took that to heart, man. I mean, that dude played drums six hours a day for like 40 days before we went into rehearsals. We hadn't played in, you know, almost two years. And we got into a rehearsal room without Benny, with a new drummer, and for only three rehearsals. We did three rehearsal days. And fucking, it was just stellar from note one. I mean, we just were like, just like, just like riding a bike, man. We just, boom. And, you know, when I went out on stage that, that first show in Vegas, and it was so awesome because we just consider, we consider our fans family. I mean, like literally legit family. You know, it's not about, you know, being a fanatic or anything like that. It seems ridiculous to us. Us and our fans are, are like family because the metal community in general leans on each other and they really lean right back. You know, so you kind of hold each other up through the hard times and you celebrate the victories, no matter how small or big. You know what I mean? So we got through this uh, loss of living um, as a family, all of us together around the world. There's a metal family. And I feel like we've ascended uh, kind of out of the ashes together as a family and kind of left the mourning and grieving behind us, you know, because we're embracing this music that was his and that's part of him uh, together, you know? And so, um, you know, we got done with that show and we were just high on life and just really excited about the cathartic elements of the show. You could feel the love in the room, you know, that night when we played. So we sold the house was out here in Las Vegas and, um, you know, it was just nuts to bust balls to the wall. I mean, it was just fucking amazing. People were going off, having a blast, you know, typical metal show, you know, people, some people in the pit, right on the rail, and it's, it's just, everybody was just having fun, man, and I, mean, I was having fun, you know, and it was, it was just so cool uh, to share that moment with, with our family, you know, and I just, I looked at the guys after we're done, I'm like, man, we got to take this around the world, you know, help our family heal with us, and, uh, you know, and get past this, you know, because we can't get past it, but we're going to have to get past it together. And that's how we feel. And um, and I we, we couldn't have done it without them. I mean, we honestly couldn't have done it without our extended family, the head of the metal community. We couldn't have done it. I mean, the the the, the outpouring um, of emotion and love when he passed to from them for, from our family around the world to us was overwhelming and beautiful and tragic. <laughs> you know, because of the tragedy. Um, but I mean, honestly within the first 10 to 15 minutes of being passing and we get hearing the news, I kind of sat there and I just thought about everyone. I thought about our fans and I thought about our family and I thought about the metal community. And my condolences went back out to everyone else because yes, Vinny was my drummer for 12 years and he'd become a brother to me, 
you know, but I lost what everybody else lost. Mm. I lost a guy that I looked up to as a hero since I was 17 years old. You know, he's been my drummer for the last 12 years, but he's been a hero of mine since I was 17. You know, so that part of me lost what everybody else lost. And that's kind of what, I, that's kind of the way that I feel now. And that's kind of why I feel like me and that metal community are on the same level because it's not about me me losing more because I lost my drummer. I lost the same because I lost my hero too. And that's the uh, the close-knit kind of thing I, about this. Like everything that you've just said there, I had so many questions to ask you about, but you've pretty much nailed everything. Like you're his bandmate, you're his friend, we're the fans and all that. But yeah, we are connected to this man who, you know, a lot of us have been following him since the very early years of Pantera and all that. And with that said, like for you to lose someone like that, you don't you don't lose a bandmate or a, a work colleague. You lose something that's part of you and, and what makes you you essentially. Absolutely. But you know what? The, the beautiful thing is, and the, you know, there's only a couple of things I've gotten any comfort out of, peace and comfort out of, is knowing that he's back with his brother. Oh, yes. Because I know how much he loved his brother. You know, so it gives me peace and calm of my heart and mind to know that him and Dimer are together right now with their mother, that he loved very much as well. So he's back with his family, which makes me very happy. And another thing that makes me very happy and so thankful is he left us all his music. Yes, yeah, absolutely, that's it. I mean, like, you, you can leave this world and, and have a legacy behind, but he, he left us with a parting gift, and the thing is, it makes it that extra bit special when you listen to this new album, Welcome Home, because you know that this was the final thing, this is what he put his heart and soul into just before he passed, and it just makes it a bit more wholesome when you listen to it, if that makes sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I hope, I hope that people feel that way. I mean, it is, it's, it's a fucking emotional record for many reasons, <laughs> You know, and I'm super proud of it. And I really do believe that anyone would be proud of it. You know, I really do believe that. And I'm very happy and proud that he was a part of this record because these are all his drums. This is his final music. And, yeah. You know, and we all, like I said, us in the metal community, me lean on each other to get through it. I feel like I leaned on him, you know, even after I lost him, I leaned on him and he carried me, you know, and got me through it, you know. And, uh, I think, I think he left just enough weight on me to fucking make me feel the pressure. That <laughs> make it easy for me, you know? But I do think he carried me as well. So. Well, look, I'm glad you mentioned the pressure there because when you have an album like this and given the circumstances surrounding the album before and, you know, through the recording process, from what we've heard so far, especially with the single Welcome Home, like you said before, it was an emotionally driven song. It really is fucking emotional to sit there and to listen to this. Your lyrics work perfectly with everything that the band has all put forth for this song and this album and collection of songs for that matter too. So, like, regardless of the fact that you know, you're putting yourself through the pressure of writing this. I think you absolutely nailed it, and you need to take a step back and receive the compliments that are, are going to be coming your way because they are so fucking well deserved, Chad. I can't stress that enough. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. You, you, you want to know a fun fact about Welcome Home? That was the first song we wrote on this record, and Benny heard that song about a million times. That song was written before he died. Wow. Before he died. <laughs> and when you listen to it, you absolutely think that was written after he died, don't you? You know what I mean? It's just the way, just the why am I feeling just lost like a walking room? It's, it's just the, the loss and the line or whatever. That's just me. It's not fucking right. I just write like that. That's how I feel. That's not right. But I mean, it came this whole 
after he passed, that song became another fucking animal. You know what I mean? I looked at it differently. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck? You know, everything that we're going through now. Like, I mean, he heard that song a million times, and he fucking loved it. He loved it so much. I mean, he was so excited about that song. You know, oh my God, welcome home another one before he died. And I was tracking Boy, and I just finished Boy the night that he died. I just finished it. Never got to hear that one. Yeah. I just finished tracking it, and 15 minutes after I got done tracking that song, um, I got the phone call that he had passed. So you never got to hear that one. And it's just whatever. So it's it's it's, it's like fucking it's fucking crazy. I mean. I've 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 literally got no words to to say on that on, on that matter there. Like if, if if the song didn't have enough like meaning beforehand, like that's the situation of you going, all right, that was my fa- my last efforts that I gave, and then all of a sudden you get that everything changed after that moment. So like like that's at the pinnacle moment that you can go back to and go, that's when everything changed. It, it helps me to know too that he heard it and he loved it. Yeah, that is very validating. It's kind of it gives you like that that whole blessing with everything that sort of happened. You know, he, he loved that, and that now becomes an unofficial anthem for his legacy and his passing. And uh, like I say, the fucking one, the one, the one thing that helps helps give me gives me some peace and love, and, and every all good feelings is knowing that he's back with his brother that he loves so much, and he's back with his mother that he loves so much. And at the end of the day, he went home. I mean, it was, it was fucking tragic, but I mean, you know, I want everybody out there to know that, you know, that that's what I want you to think about. Like, I want all, everybody to think about that is that he's with his brother and he went home and he's okay. I think he's okay. And I think he's still with each and every one of us. You know, they say, you know, when you're in that state, you know, if you, if you choose to believe that way, some people just think you just go in a hole and you're fucking done and that's it. I'm not religious at all. Yep. Religion's killed millions. Believing, believing in something better and bigger and being spiritual has never killed a soul. You know, so um, I choose to believe that he's with his brother and his mother. That's my choice. If you don't believe that, that's fine too. I don't care. I'm not going to force it. Yeah, look, Chad, I think that's that's absolutely the best way to, to wrap all of this up. Like, this was his send-off album. This was the album for him to leave with everyone and then for him to go take part in something else, something bigger, the re- reuniting with his family. And I think what you and the Hell Yeah guys have done moving forward with the band, with this album, with everything, is just a beautiful thing. And I think every fan that's out there will actually appreciate you for what you've done. So, like, I've got nothing else to say, but thank you and, you know, congratulations on this release. What you guys have done is beautiful beautiful and i think it's definitely going to set you guys up for the future and and you know bring in a whole bunch more other people who want to get involved with this story and this legacy i, I hope so i did i mean i mean you know we we were mentored on how to carry someone's legacy by benny because he carried dime's legacy and he used hell yeah as that platform to uh fly the flag for his brother and we flew it right with him so we've been trained by the best at how to do exactly what we're doing and that's to keep carrying his legacy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing that for as long as I can because I love him dearly and I miss him dearly. But I do still believe that he's with us, and I believe he's with me, and I believe he's with you, and I believe he's with all his fans and his family. I really do, and I know how much he loved all of all of us. You know, so we've got that going for us, which is nice. Excellent. Well, I recommend everyone get out there and go listen to this album, Hell Yeah's Welcome Home. It hits shelves September 27. Chad Gray, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much, and we cannot wait to get back down to Australia. We, we, we like I said, we just we have so many people down there that are just constantly pounding the pavement for us and trying, you know, just trying to make noise, get us down there. So keep 
keep doing it, man. Just keep making noise. Keep, you know, let's, let's get it done. Far off in the distance, the storm's closing in. The pressure collapsing, bright skies become dim. There's sand all around me, give memories new life. Dots that have loosened, still tangled inside. Ominous clouds, no sun in the sky. Is this a metaphor for my tragic demise? The colors are gray on my canvas of life. The picture's complete, but the pages won't die. The smell of rain in the sky. The tears are gone. The well is dry. Why is my feeling of love like a welcome home? So all the lights face the dark. All that's good is torn apart. Why is this feeling of love like a welcome home?
You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall.
stand up against the wall.
Justice and Punishment from Ginger on Wall of Sound up against the wall and fans absolutely lost their shit this week when the band announced they will be making their debut down Australia's East Coast in March 2020. They're going to be playing Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane only and tickets are going out the door for this tour. You need to get behind this band. They are, in my opinion, one of the greatest bands in deathcore right now. They've got their new EP Macro on the way very soon so if you like that song there, make sure you check them out. Go check them out on social media as well too. Give them a follow. They are definitely worth your time. Now since all the hype from Ramstein's new album has sort of died down, Till Linderman has gone back to his side project Linderman, which he does with Peter from Pain, and they've put out a brand new song for you to get behind. The new song is called Ste Off, which apparently according to Google means stand up. And it's not known whether or not this is attached to a forthcoming album or if it's just another standalone single. Either way, get it in your ear holes right now. A brand new Linderman on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Up against the wall with Brownie.
That right there is the latest one for Ghost. They announced their Seven Inches of Satanic Panic not too long ago, which features two new songs on it, and they're going to be releasing a deluxe edition of their album prequel, which is limited to 5,000 releases around the world. That song there was called Kiss the Go-Go, and you can check out the video for that at wallofsoundau.com, plus all the details on that 7-inch EP too. Just search for Ghost, and while you're there, check out everything we have to offer, news, reviews, interviews, opinion pieces, everything you want to get involved with with the community can be found online. We're also on social media, Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Do yourself a favour, get yourself involved and uh, join what it is we have to offer. This little community of ours, we're all looking out for each other and all talking about great things in the music industry. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out again. Don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, share it around, tell your mates about it, give us a rating, you know, all of that fun stuff. It really does help and go a long way and if you ever catch me in the street or at a festival or a show or whatever come say day. next week on the show it's my pleasure to reveal i'm going to sit down with ash costello from new year's day now they made their debut at download festival earlier on this year pulled a great crowd so much so they're going to be coming back to australia next year and we're going to talk all about that and much much more to get you ready for it though this is a song they just released a music video for and if you remember the from dusk to dawn movie and you loved it make sure you go check out the video clip for this. It's called Come For Me from their latest album, Unbreakable. This is New Year's Day. A wall of sound up against the wall. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you next week.